0: (音楽) Thank you.
1: All right, Brian, a nation awaits. Everyone in bated breath wants an ice fishing expedition update. How did it go?
2: How how do you think I did, Pete?
1: I mean, it seemed like you were having the time of your life.
2: An expert angler like myself, uh, how many fish do you think I caught?
1: I think you caught, I don't know, two? seems like a nice number.
2: That's no, it was too, too high.
1: <laughs> too high. Okay. So I, I didn't know, catch I, any. I want to guess one, but I know the answer is zero. Wow. Is uh, zero, did anyone yeah. you were with catch any?
2: No, we didn't. Okay. We, 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 uh, we didn't stay out there that long.
1: Uh, yeah, Lou, Lou, we, we all had faith in you. We thought you were an expert with your gloves. You did no. the photo, but basically you did what a lot of influencers do and you, you got the engagement out there and then but secretly you weren't even successful at what you were posting at
2: no it's true yeah i was <laughs> completely made it all up i i suck at fishing
1: how did you but it looked like you took my hot tub suggestion after
2: yeah no that that was also fake no i i, I it was a real picture but i i didn't get in wow <laughs> I, might, I might get in tomorrow though
1: I'm a uh, I'm actually excited because I'm leaving tomorrow to go to Tahoe for the weekend with my buddies, and we got a place that has uh, a hot tub. So I'm I'm very excited for a little uh, snow action and a uh, hot tub.
2: Nice. Is it out outside hot tub?
1: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, David says this new TikTok noise notification is driving me nuts. I'll ignore it for a few weeks before muting it. What it? What is that? What's the notification? Uh, you no, know,
2: I'm not on TikTok, David. I wouldn't understand.
1: I, I have I've actually logged on to TikTok a, a few times over the past I don't know month or so, but I still have not posted uh, on TikTok in forever.
2: What's the like? What do you get out of it? What's the utility?
1: Um, the utility of TikTok. I mean, there's it's just a very digestible short form content, um, and they're the way they make it so you scroll is just like super seamless. Um, the videos start audio playing and you just go one to the next, like even on Instagram, you, you like are scrolling to profiles and then the content there where this is just like video, video, video. And then their, their algorithm is insane. Like once you watch two videos of a certain kind of thing, they immediately know what you want and, uh, and start feeding you, you more of it.
2: And it's just short, short form videos.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think the cap, at least for, they do have like live stream stuff now, but for the most part, it's 60 seconds uh, or less.
2: Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, It's like the, the, the three, the, you know, the rise of the three hour podcast or 20 seconds.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I heard um, Sal Vetri was talking about this on Twitter because he was working hard on his TikTok this season and he was getting like big ad deals. Um, to run like a 10 second ad on a one minute video on his TikTok, hmm. which is it like interesting just to think about, I mean, I personally love that you think you have an ad and it's like, all right, I'll just do your ad in 10 seconds, just, you know, check out blah, blah, blah. And then we move on to, to our video. It sounds nice. Get in, get out.
2: Sure. Why not? It's, is, is that really like, I always thought that was like pretty young. Is that really a demographic that like spends money?
1: Well, I mean, that demographic I think is, is coveted, um, for, you know, a lot of kind of, I think emerging markets and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I guess it's, I don't know. I don't know how that would work as far as sports betting companies, DFS companies exactly, but they, they seem to value that demographic for, for whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And I would guess that Sal's demographic on their skews a little bit older than say maybe the normal tiktok user yeah. i also think tiktok is now kind of going through that phase where you know in the same way facebook or the initial facebook used to be all right this is just college people and then it's like twitter is just people posted what they were eating for breakfast and tiktok was just girls dancing in yoga pants and i feel like it's now evolved past that where there's so much going on on there that I think we probably still are anchored to what we initially thought TikTok was.
2: Yeah. I'm sure that if they're spending money, they know what they're doing. Well, you'd you think.
1: The other thing that's interesting about TikTok compared to like Instagram is just on Instagram there's no organic growth. Um, whereas TikTok, like you can still have a video go viral um with their stuff just because their algo's so good and it'll push it out into these different corners of the internet where Instagram's just like build up your audience, we don't give a fuck.
2: Hmm.
1: Um, I mean, are you going to put
2: any time in any alternatives besides Twitter and Instagram and
1: yeah, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, I really, the, the thing is, is you can kill a lot of birds with one stone because TikTok, YouTube shorts and Instagram are all portrait style videos. And so I don't know, I've been thinking a lot about it. Um, and I want to hire, uh, like a part-time video editor this year. Um, basically with the thought being, I make so much content and then it more or less dies on the vine and to be able to have somebody to help me repurpose it into clips, all they need to do is make one clip and I can post it on three to four different sites. And I just personally haven't had the time to, to tackle that. So that's, that's one of my big kind of off season, early off season to do list things.
2: Yeah. Good luck. Good luck with that. It's always tough getting somebody.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I luckily I have a couple good leads I'm hopeful on. I've actually already started talking uh to someone that I'm I'm hopeful. So yeah, we'll see. But I'm at the point now where I'm I'm like ready to make a serious investment in it. You know, like this year I just kind of got stuff done. Um, and now I'm ready to kind of invest back into some more kind of long term stuff that I think would help.
2: Good luck. Mm.
1: I mean, what it, I assume you're referencing your kind of experiences with developers and and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, I think it's just in general. Like, I mean, it's not like I have a ton of experience, but like, um, fi- you know, hiring someone, especially when it's like out of pocket. Yeah. Finding someone who's really good and works out well is pretty tough. Like, um, I think in, employees don't know how much leverage they have a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Like if you're good, yeah. Like your boss isn't gonna find somebody else. It's not that easy, right? Right. I'm not saying like if you're flipping burgers, obviously they probably replace you. But if you have some sort of skill, it's not. It's tough. It's tough finding somebody who's like, I don't know, because I like I go like the Upwork route or whatever. You know, yeah. any of those fiverr I'm sure they're all yeah. the same. You're gonna burn through a bunch of people.
1: Well, that's not my strategy. I'm, I'm going for people I know, you know, who have already seen their work, who are familiar with my stuff, who are familiar with kind of the space and stuff. So, you know, I'm hopeful that something works out on that because yeah, I, I don't, I've gotten the emails from different companies like that that are like, Hey, let us do it. And the funny thing is, is they say they'll do a free trial video. And I say, okay, all right, here's this video. Here's what I want. Let me see it. And like they, they did such a shitty job. They didn't understand what I was going for, but anyway, it was like a free trial. And that is to your point of why I think it needs to be more kind of hyper specific. Someone that is kind of familiar with my stuff.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you could find someone like that, that'd be perfect. And they're even more valuable to you specifically. Cause then yeah. they'll probably know DFS and fantasy football and blah, blah, blah.
1: Yeah. So we will see. Um, it is, it is on my to-do list. It's one of those things now where, you know, being your own, you know, boss and taking care of things, it's like, I I can do all the stuff for me, but then this is a whole new frontier for me of starting to think about making like a a relatively serious hire, uh, in, in a way. And so it's just a a whole new, you know, kind of territory to, to think and learn and figure out how to do it right.
2: Yeah. And it's probably a big, you know, portion of what you're going to make too. Like, yeah, you're going to cut out of your bottom line.
1: Yep. Yeah. And I'm, I'm okay with that. Cause I, I think too, you know, if I was starting, you know, a, a regular business, what are, what are your kind of startup costs? It's like, well, I need a space to work. So I'm renting an office space or whatever. Like to me, this is going to be my biggest expense and something that I'm putting money back into yeah. what, whatever this is. <laughs> I guess. It's a hell
2: of a lot different when it's not your own money. oh yeah. It's not your own money. Like if you're a manager or something like, like, yeah, all right even even that's kind of a pain, like my buddy was telling me about how he hired this guy and he needed to code like someone who could code in a specific language and so the guy gave this presentation he code in the language, hired him, loved him and like a week in he he like he started noticing, I don't think this guy can code at all yeah. like he totally swindled him, yeah, and uh like like two weeks three weeks later he it was completely apparent that this guy just totally bullshitted and had some presentation somehow uh that that he did you know he stole from someone in college or something like that and uh and but he, he and he had to fire him but it's not that easy you know after you hire someone to like get rid of him that that well yeah and it's not even his money right it's his boss it's his boss his bosses whoever owns the business is money but it's still it's still tough there was another yeah. one I, I heard a podcast uh God, I'm blanking on who it was, but they hired someone over the phone and they were foreigner. And when they got there to the country, it wasn't the same guy. (laughs) God, I guess this kind of happens a decent amount of the time. Like they'll, 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 cause they, you know, someone speaks English, you know, much better or something. Yeah. And so like the communication barriers aren't there. And then they just hand the phone over and then you get there to somebody completely different.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it, it is crazy too, thinking back to more, you know, when you, the nice thing about, you know, Twitter and doing public facing content and also like looking for an editor is like the resume is going to speak for itself, right? Like I'm going to be able to see the stuff they've edited. I'm probably going to have similar circles with them where I can, you know, check sources and stuff where I think back to even at my old job in some of my boss's missteps with hiring and like I sat in on those interviews of people we were hiring and the wool that they can pull over your eyes too. where like, I have pretty good interpersonal skills. I think I can sniff a lot of that stuff out. And some people just are incredible at interviews. And then you realize, Oh my God, this was a snake oil salesman who can't actually do what they said they could do. But then you you hire these people for a year contract and you're just like trusting that what is on this piece of paper and what they say in an hour interview is correct.
2: Can you imagine like the seventies and eighties guys must've just been lying on their resumes like <laughs> there's no way you could tell that I graduated from some made up college. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. People must've just made all that shit up.
1: Oh, I, I am sure.
2: Relentlessly. I just liked the video of, uh, someone did like a, a deep fake with a, with, um, uh, Bernie Sanders interviewing Elon Musk. Did you see that? I don't I think it's that viral. It pretty
1: convincing. Oh yeah. It's
2: very convincing. And it's funny. It's a joke. Yeah. And, um, But anyway, so the reason it reminded me of this conversation is like, you know, Bernie's, of course, like, no, we need to tax these guys and blah, 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 It's like, it's like, you know, fucking hard and not like I'm an expert, but like, it's hard to run a business. Like, it's hard to hire people. And all it is, is no, 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 they're greedy. Businesses are greedy. Fuck them. And it's like, okay. All right, you do it. I'm not, I've barely any experience in it. And I think it's pretty fucking hard. So I can't imagine someone who's got like a hundred employees or something
1: yeah, no, for sure. Um, all right we we got a lot of uh, we got some questions in. we decided, um, you know, why don't we throw something out on Twitter, see what the uh, the people kick back to us? I mean kind of on this time I mean this co- this question I both hate, uh, and I think it's a very funny question, sports projections, who also uh, I reference his site a lot because he has that really uh, nifty uh, dupe tool where you can upload your showdown lineups and uh it'll quickly show you the amount of dupes you had in your lineups um he says who would last longer pete as a full-time dfs player who wasn't allowed to do content or brick as a full-time influencer who wasn't allowed to play dfs does this question make you feel as awful as it makes me feel thinking about it
2: no no <laughs> I, at
1: all. I think but, it's kind but, of an
2: but, interesting question
1: all right so what where where are you on this
2: I don't know. I kind of wanted you to answer first. I also thought that'd be a fun poll. Would've been a fun poll. Uh, in, in the other you know.
1: kind of random stipulation about this. So, like, when when he says like wasn't allowed to do content, does that mean Twitter? Because like I, I don't think of people who who don't like to meet Content is: do you make videos, podcasts, any kind of thing? Like, I don't count Twitter as content, even though it's content. What right. do you think on that?
2: Yeah. Um, I think you can count Twitter as content if you wanted to. Yeah. But I, but I understand what you, if you don't feel like you personally want to count it, that's makes sense to me too.
1: Yeah. Cause I'm just thinking, you know, there's people like, say, even before you started doing say Lols and your YouTube channel with some of your videos, like you still were had like a Twitter presence where I'm even guessing saying, all right, you can't tweet at all. You can't interact or you're not interacting with people online. You're just completely in the shadows, whatever that is, Chipotle attic style. I'm guessing that would even bum you out, taking that away from you as a pro player.
2: Now, now, but like, yeah, honestly, before I started with you, I'd barely even tweeted. Mm-hmm. Like I just started a couple months before I had no public profile at all. I was on Twitter. I probably had like six followers. Yeah. And I just didn't, I didn't do any content at all. But I mean, it would bum me out now. I think I have an, I think I have an answer now too.
1: Okay. The other kind of, mm -hmm. I was just going to say the other thing to understand this question. Is this assuming like you and me both start at zero too with like our money?
2: That's, that is a question, but I think the way it's phrased, it doesn't matter for my answer because it, uh, for me, for, he says influencer for me. Yeah. So. That I think locks up me as the short end of the stick. Like I wouldn't last longer because influencer, like, because that's not like okay. If like you said, the question would have to be if it's if it's not influencer, if I could do whatever I want, um, then I could like sell my stuff or something. You know what I mean? And yeah. so maybe I can last. But if I can't do that, you, I would make nothing on YouTube. And the pod download, you know what I mean? Like we have the numbers, people don't know this, but like, if you, if you monetize your YouTube channel and like Pete, Pete's is like, you know, 10 times as big as mine, but like, it's not a ton of money. So like, I would have to get a job.
1: See, I mean, I think I would have to get a job too, but I do agree. It's harder to start from scratch with content to make a living. Whereas... Yeah. Um, you know, I, I at least know how, how to play DFS. I would, I think I would be able to scale my time in a way to get better. I would probably figure out like some very specific game types and stuff where I thought I had an edge and really try to press those. Um, but man, starting content from zero and being like, Mm -hmm. make money. I mean, it, it took me years and years and years and years. That would be really hard.
2: Right. To make enough money. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, I like, it depends on what's influence or what would I be allowed to do and stuff like that. But I'd be done after a week. I I mean, there's no way I would make enough money to pay any bills. So like, I'd be, I, I would give up where you could like, you could theoretically try it for a couple months at least. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like-
1: there is one other interesting wrinkle about this is your, startup costs as an influencer would probably be much less than mine trying to get enough volume down to be a dfs pro while also not having risk of ruin
2: <laughs> that's true yeah yeah because you could just do it you could do tiktok for free
1: um uh, we just a real quick departure from this because this is hilarious uh david says i'm a mega fish thinking the lols meant league of legends dfs i mean that's what this show. What the bedrock foundation of this show is League of Legends, David.
2: Yeah, it was a little Pete's little play on words, kind of back when we first started.
1: So you're you're not a fish. Now you might be wondering, where is my League of Legends content? Uh, content, but we're a very versatile podcast. We don't get ourselves pigeonholed into one vertical.
2: Yeah, we were the number one League of Legends DFS podcast for a while there. I'm assuming.
1: <laughs> We were, <laughs> we were never forget, uh, you know, March and April of, uh, what was it? 2020? 2020.
2: Yeah. He's been going on for two fucking
1: years now. Oh my God. That's insane. It's still absolutely insane. It's insane. Um, yeah. So man, I, I think this question is so, I, cause I think both of us are motivated and headstrong enough that we would find a way to make it work. Like I I I think you're smart enough that you would come up with an angle or a hook or something kind of new as a way to do content and and do it. But I don't think either of us even though we're willing to work hard it would it would feel painful because we would be really working against what we do best.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like okay, definitely painful. How much would it, you have, let's say you have to start, well, you, yours is easier. I guess DFS for me, I'd have to start influencer and in something. <laughs> how much would it cost you to like take that bet? Like, let's say, you know, I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to phrase that, but you know what I mean? For you like,
1: to be like make a living influencing.
2: Yeah. Just like, okay, you got to spend two years or a year trying to make it influencing. And yeah. for you, I guess, what would it be? Just, you have to take the risk, give up all your YouTube stuff, No tweeting. (laughs) Whatever, you know. Yeah. You have to play for six months or a year DFS (laughs) with your own money.
1: I just I want to live in a world where my online footprint is zero and people are bitching about me sitting in three man's, you know, like I mean You just you just it's
2: just you and Mac Levin.
1: (laughs) You're just making a killing. You're like, this is the greatest decision of my life. Well, see, Brian, these are the loopholes, right? Where who within the industry would we kind of turn to? I mean, yeah. Mark Luffin would be a perfect partner for someone in my spot in this bet.
2: You know, that's true. Cause you have a huge advantage. Cause I guarantee if you talk to Alex or somebody, like, come on, I have this bet. I got to do this for a year. Well, can you give me some help? You know I mean? Someone would probably
1: well, really help you out. Or what if on your side, you know, someone like Doug Polk is like, "Hey, heard about your bet. You want to be my, you know, Tony Reality stat boy on my podcast?" <laughs> that you, you start, you go in that route.
2: Because if yeah, because if you luck into whatever, someone's like, "Okay, you could be on our show once a week." Like you're set, basically a huge podcast. Yeah, that obviously that seems pretty unlikely, but yeah, yeah, the but d- grinding eight videos a day and something like, and I'd have to like figure out what it's going to be. God, that sounds, a, that sounds rough.
1: I do know the high stakes DFS players would be very happy if we took this prop bet on because it removes you from the lobby and then puts me <laughs> into grinding <laughs> every single slate. That'd be a big win for that.
2: Well, well, who knows?
1: <laughs> um, This one, I feel like we've talked about it a little bit. This question is hard for me to be passionate about because I don't feel strongly about Boston, but Tim Williams says, it's finally time to decide what city is better, Chicago or Boston, pros and cons for sports, DFS, food, rent, time zone. I live in Boston, but maybe moving out of the land of deep dish and ALNL baseball, uh, out to the land.
2: Out to the land, yeah, that's a little tough. Like, this is not a good time for me to to be a homer. I'm not super happy with Chicago right now. Um, so I mean, I don't know. How do we want to answer this? Like homers or, I mean, I've been, I've only been to Boston like once.
1: Okay. And I was going to say, I've been to Chicago twice, but just like three day trips. I have not seen like the extent of Chicago.
2: Yeah. Same as me. I I mean, I feel
1: like they're comparable from just like what they offer. As far as sports and entertainment and culture, climate, even israel Like I do think they're they're a good comparison as far as their wavelength. It's
2: it's true, and the people I think too are kind of can 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 hang out pretty easily. Like I don't think you'd feel I don't think you'd feel weird going to Chicago bars yeah. at all. And and it's there's a bar for every like team almost in Chicago. I don't know how it is in Boston. Yeah. Like they, they you know, they have the flag outside, like mainly colleges, you know, Ohio state, blah, blah, blah. Um, so like you'll, you'll find places to hang out. Like, honestly, like the crime is, is like getting noticeable. Like they're put like, the, even like the rich areas, like my, some, some people I know, uh, like there's like a shootout, like some car chasing another car, like, <laughs> And, and like, on like uh, my ex's street, someone got shot and killed a couple months ago. Goodness, uh, some uh, like they think it was a drug deal. Like, um, yeah, it's getting it's getting a little little fucked up. And so they're putting like speed bumps. This is the solution. I was talking to this this politician yeah. I know, and he's like, he's like, yeah, well, they're putting more speed bumps up, <laughs> the big ones too. So they can't like race through the neighborhoods and stuff. Yeah. And so, um, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I I'm kind of trying to move out. Honestly, this is kind of like a downer question that could have been a little well, fun. He was probably looking for a Homer debate, but it's just not going to happen.
1: I will say though, what he, he didn't even mention, you know, politics direction of the yeah. city. He was more talk. I mean, I will say, uh, you know, if you are a Homer, Sports fan, I mean Boston, the better city in the 2000s. I mean Chicago would have been insane to be there in the 90s, you know, with it with the Bulls.
2: The the Hawks was pretty cool too. Yeah, I worked downtown too when the parades were happening, so it was like pretty cool. you could see, look out and see all the people, and that was kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I mean it's hard not to say, you know, Boston for for sports just because they've been on such an insane run the past, you know, 20 years. I mean, what? How far is Soldier Field from downtown Chicago? Uh,
2: not far at all. You could yeah. you could walk there.
1: To me, that's a knock on Foxborough. Um, it's like a legit thirty-five to forty minutes with traffic outside of the city. I mean, the Garden and Fenway are obviously right in the thick of things. And yeah, that's cool. But I I do ding Boston sports a little bit for the the football stadium being so far out.
2: I liked well, and also the ocean is different than a lake. You know, it's both. They're both cool to have though. Um, the, I like Boston's, uh, it's got more old school, like look to it. Yeah. You know, the street, there's like cobblestone streets still and shit. And there's just barely any cobblestone in Chicago. And they're a lot closer together. It looked like more no alley type of living, you know, in Chicago, we have alleys. Uh, Yeah. I'm sure it's maybe where I was at. Who knows? Maybe there is alleys. So I thought, I thought Boston looked pretty cool. Um,
1: one thing I like about Boston and this isn't, a counter against Chicago because I don't know if how Chicago is, but Boston has these pockets with like extremely distinct character, but within the same, you know, four or five mile radius. Like when you go from Cambridge with MIT and Harvard and just feels like quintessential college area, then you hop over to Boston, which just has the hustle and bustle of a major uh, metropolis. And then you can go right over to the North end, which you literally feel like you're in Italy um, just the way with the narrow streets and the cobblestone road. And so I like that you can feel like you're in these different areas within hmm. all within the same space.
2: Hmm. Chicago's more like you can pick like do you want to be in the high rise type of you know, location, neighborhood type of location and or a mix? Yeah. Um, you know, another another problem with Chicago? I don't know if this is happening in Boston, like every third business is closed like it's just an empty store it's been and it's been happening a little bit before even covid started but covid accelerated it um i haven't walked around too much lately but like it's it's not not only is it not just depressing like that's like a big reason i moved there was the convenience was to be able to just walk wherever and you get anything you want within you know a 5 minute walk but then now i mean now it's just like business ad, you know every third business it seems like is closing i mean i'm sure there's people watching from Chicago and tell me I'm crazy, but it seems like they're, they're, there's, there's just a bunch of them closed down. What's Boston look like on that front?
1: Sorry, on what front?
2: Like closed businesses, every other business, every third business.
1: So the, the crazy thing is too, I mean, I live like 20 minutes outside the city and since COVID and even before then a ton, I used to go into Cambridge all the time for improv, but I don't go into the city hardly ever. Um, so I don't feel like I have a good read on that. I I do live on, uh, off of a fairly busy street with a bunch of businesses and most of those, um, are intact. There's been a lot of turnover, I would say with restaurants and stuff, you know, giving stuff a shot and then it doesn't work out, but I don't know. I feel like the businesses are still mostly intact, just anecdotally.
2: Hmm. All right. Um, and and then the the other thing, this is political, but I just, I can't stand the fucking mandates. I I think it's total bullshit. Um, and so we have mandates to, to go anywhere. Uh,
1: yeah, your guys stuff has been, I mean, we've been aggressive with, you know, right now with the, you know, reinstituting the mass policies, but your guys is were even more draconian than ours was. I I want to say,
2: yeah, it's, you have to, ha- you have to have a double vax card to get in, which I have, but I still don't fucking like it. Um, and who knows, maybe that'll change shortly and they will just keep adding, Onto that, and um, I think their their little loophole is <laughs> if, if it's under ten minutes, you don't have to do it.
1: <laughs> really?
2: Yeah, and I know why because there's a powerful lobbying group called the uh, the Illinois Re- uh, Retail Merchants Association that I I'm I I'm pretty sure I know like lobby that in there. It's like okay, but at not at Walgreens, not at CVS, right? They can go in and now as long as it's under ten minutes. They always put in like this, their their own little loopholes.
1: Yeah. Um, I feel like the other fun one on here is food. And we actually had, I think one time we had an argument where you were telling me that Chicago's Mexican food was up there, the greatest in the United States. And I think we, um, I think we met, met in the middle uh, there. Where are you at on Chicago food?
2: I don't know if chicago's Mexican foods the greatest, you know up there in the greatest united States I just said they most people don't know that we have like the second largest uh, right. Mexican population and you just logically it's gonna be good Mexican food yeah um i you know i i like i like a lot of the places yeah I mean we do have like some you know top ten in the world restaurants if you like just go by the list of the people who know like alinea yeah um but like i don't really go to those places that often
1: yeah it it's a weird one i i just would guess that chicago has a slightly better food scene You know, obviously New York has an incredible scene. I know Bales and Levitan like will stump hard for Philadelphia's food scene. Boston's I feel like is solid, but I wouldn't be like, oh my God, we are just swimming in all of this Um, in the way I feel like Chicago has a little bit more of the kind of you guys are a little bit more densely packed in where there's more like you were saying, even just like your alleys in your downtown, there's just way more restaurants within a concentrated area. I would yes compared to boston
2: uh yeah i can't remember what boston was like it didn't seem th- and we walked a decent amount i guess in boston yeah um but yeah you could easily go to spots where there's just you know 10 or 20 restaurants not that far apart from each other names you, you you'd heard of
1: yeah
2: and pizzas like after watching um portnoy his videos yeah. or whatever. I guess there's a, like, I like the pub style pizza here in Chicago besides the deep dish. Yeah. I guess East coasters hate it. And they like the, you know, the, the East coast style, New York style pizza. Yeah. And so like, okay, then you're probably not going to like a lot of the pizza joints around here as much.
1: Yeah. That, yeah, that makes sense. Um, all right, well we, we are going to have to, uh, th- this off season we'll get the first ever, uh, meet meetup um you know happy happy to host uh boston we can do chicago and you know settle this once and for all
2: all right i'm down
1: um what uh i i picked off a few that i had caught there is it were there any questions that jumped out to you
2: yeah i had a couple one we have to you know i also went to uh to reddit to see if there's any that would you know wet our whistle yeah uh but let's keep doing the uh people who actually watch us first. Rinpak, Pack our guy uh, sent a message. This is this is a this is a uh, this is a good question in general, but I guess it's not that applicable to everyone in the world. Uh, you have 100k in expendable cash. Where would you invest? What would you do with it tomorrow morning? And then he goes on, does it does it go to crypto, private deals, index funds, real estate? With yeah. sports betting taking off do you think one could sustain a high higher ROI okay I guess these are two two questions. Let's answer that first one.
1: yeah I, I do think it would be something crypto related um, you know even even today I made another purchase of the coin looks which is that new OpenSea NFT marketplace competitor um, mm-hmm. where you know APR is still right now at 750 um, percent the rewards have been pretty good. Um, and is that the a rare neck. one? Yeah, it looks rare. Yeah. Okay. And so I actually just put some more money into that. So I, I think I would make a big move into one of these, you know, either staking, compounding, you know, DeFi protocols where I feel like, you know, it would just be a good place to park a, a bunch of money right now and, and reap those rewards.
2: If you were going to give out financial advice, which you're not, of course. No, never. Um, really. I think, well, first of all, 100K, how rich? Obviously, kids yeah. just printing money left and right, and I'm thinking like how old is Rinpack? I'm like,, mm, late twenties, I'm gonna guess, yeah, um, so like he could definitely take a lot more risk. and then I was thinking he's a gambler. he's gonna take on all the risk. so he, I don't even know why yeah. he's asking me. I'm sure uh, asking us, I'm sure he's gonna I'm sure he's gonna put put it into some higher risk uh, asset, but you know, Bales had that post. Yesterday, whatever. Yeah. Uh, not not the that. actual post, but like his, his Twitter. Yeah. And I I, I responded to him. He, did, he didn't answer me, but I asked him like how tied to the market, stock market, does he think crypto and NFTs are? Yeah. And will it decouple? Because to me, that's kind of the answer. Like, I think honestly, this question is like, what's the meaning of life? Like, it's so hard right now. Like, even... Like oh, just put your money in an index or whatever. You know what I mean. The age-old, buy some land and put your money in an index. I still think that's even risky at the, at this point. I think China and uh, uh, and Russia's economies are not nearly as good as a lot of people think. Like I think they could easily crash in the next whatever six months or a year. <clears throat> what effect that, is that going to have on our ours? And I don't. I think ours is pretty uh pretty bad too and yeah you know the fed's tightening supposedly which is why the market's going down and but they could turn around and start printing again then what does that do yeah and then drop the rates to zero again what does that do go negative negative. and you yeah. got midterms coming up right maybe they're like just trying to get inflation under control a little bit and then come midterms they'll start printing again or something yeah. right to like make everyone happy. Who so who knows how they're going to fucking do it. But if it if it does go, the latest I saw was that crypto is tied to uh it was either bitcoin or crypto but whatever, what's the difference? Tied to the market, stock market at like a 0.61 r. Yeah. Which is which is pretty fucking high. So for people who know one would be a full one would be it's a directly when a stock market goes down bitcoin note goes down. So 0.61 is pretty pretty damn correlated.
1: Yeah. I think too, the other thing about that hypothetical and whatever kind of your, you know, risk, you know, <laughs> profile is for stuff, but with a chunk of change that much, you know, you don't have to be looking for insane multiples, right? You don't need 100x if you're investing 100,000 into something. Where I think if you have a smaller amount, you're probably generally playing a longer time horizon, you're trying to get that multiple over what 20, 10 years, five years, or whatever it is. Whereas mm-hmm. you have a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, you could hot potato it in, in one of these Ponzi <laughs> D5 Podzies and, yeah. and literally 2 exit it and, and you're sitting pretty.
2: I wouldn't be able to help myself. I would put like five percent in just some crazy shit for sure. Yeah. But like that, I don't know if everyone should do that. No. Um here, here's another thing you could do is you get on like the right sites, like ones that won't go under Kraken, you know, we think won't go under Kraken Crypto.com. They're pumping a ton of money into that one. Um, you know, Matt Damon wouldn't steer us wrong, would he? Um, and then what's another one? Gemini maybe? Anyways, they have, yeah. you know, decent interest rates and especially on the stable coins. On the
1: stable coins.
2: So like you could just throw a decent amount and if you can get 10, 12% depends on that. And, and you know, buy it when you think it's going down.
1: <laughs> Willis says he's putting it all into Sheba. <laughs> Uh, uh, that
2: is definitely good. I, I mean, that's my preferred strategy.
1: Yeah, I was. Did you listen to the Doug Polk Jason Strasser podcast from the other day?
2: You know, I haven't caught it. I, I, I they had one before. I've watched though.
1: Yeah, well, at the end, I was actually just finishing up uh, today, and they were talking about the stable coins and how um, <laughs> it's a pretty good place to put some of your money that a lot of the the risks with it are, are pretty minimal. It yeah. basically would be like a, a catastrophic smart contract risk or something where it gets depegged. Um, and it seemed pretty unlikely. And like you said, a lot of those stable coins, you can get pretty good interest rates on them. I've actually been thinking about putting some of my cash into more of the stable coins, where it's like you want to be in between a crypto thing, but also just mm-hmm. not getting 0.03% in your bank account.
2: Yeah, I, that's why I brought it up because like, I'm thinking of doing the same thing, like putting some, and you'd also don't have to pay uh cap cap gains on it. Cause you haven't realized any yeah. equity. Um, you'll have to pay on the interest. Uh, yeah. Um, so, but what I mean, whatever, it's free money essentially. You, you know what I mean? Like you're going to get nothing at chase. So, yeah. which is a big reason why they probably want to fuck us and get involved in crypto crypto. So yeah, that's something that's what I'm thinking. And like, It's not hard at all. Like if you're on an exchange to just sell and go back from USD coin or whatever, you know, stable coin back into Bitcoin, it's, it takes literally seconds. It's very easy.
1: Yeah. Um, Interesting question though. There from Rinpack. Uh, Neil uh, Orfield asked, let me, let me get this pulled up here Uh, because we did have a new episode of chasing the goat that was dropped today um i did no. watch it he says do you think big t is actually saying let's go in these promos or is he just saying let's go i think this is actually a really interesting conversation
2: well i mean we could do you want to play
1: it well <laughs> do we have it i i can get one up uh we don't but have actually, to n- no i but can I, guess blind so this is the thing i the first time i heard him say it I'm almost positive he said, let's goat with the T mm-hmm. on the end, because it was really emphasizing it for the name of the show. However, I think recently when I've heard him say it, he's been not saying the T, even mm-hmm. though it's implied, like in his head, he's mm-hmm. not saying, let's go. He's saying, let's goat. But in the same way, Spanish people, like in Spanish in Spain, they'd say, no pasa nada. That's no big deal. They go, no na." They just they just drop the end, and it's just implied that you know what they're talking about. I mm. think Big T is just casually dropping the T, even though he is trying to say "let's go." Does that make sense?
2: It, that's my recollection is kind of similar. It's it's he doesn't want to say it, so like the end, he kind of trails off, and it's tough to tell.
1: I also think. If you are doing the non-goat version of that, normally Mm -hmm. when I've heard people say it in real life, and I probably embarrassingly have said this myself, you normally say, let's fucking go. Like if I'm high-fiving my buddies after a betting, it's like, let's fucking go. I don't go, let's go.
2: Right. But if
1: you're saying let's go, you literally have to do that.
2: Right. Yeah. It's like when someone responds, LOL, when they're clearly not laughing. (laughs) (laughs) You're not laughing. Like you, when you say "let's go," like you have to fucking mean it. Yeah. Like, oh, that's great. Let's go.
1: And yeah, now here, great. let's go. Like, here's no the follow up question: Do you think Big T is willingly saying this, or are the producers saying, like, "Hey, we need to nail the the titular phrase of the show"?
2: Uh, my guess would was they were pushing it. They were pushing it, and so that's why he has this kind of like hesitated. Let's go. I know Willis is saying he's definitely saying let's go. So maybe my, I, we haven't watched, I haven't watched, you know, episode well, let, two was like two months ago.
1: Let me, let me pull, let me pull this up because I just want to show uh, a clip. And what's so funny about this clip, Brian, is I was trying to post a screenshot of this in the discord earlier. And my own discord that I have the keys to mm-hmm. said It couldn't be posted because it was inappropriate. And I decided I didn't want to go digging through all the settings to do it. But thats if that's not a tease for this clip I'm about to pull up, I don't know what is. Bots thought it was inappropriate. All right, let me find this clip. Alex tweeted it out earlier. All right, here's this. And then I'm going to tab over. Let's see here. Share screen, Chrome tab. All right. Here we go. It's big T. Okay, this is the good stuff.
0: We don't have time for votes.
3: If you want to win all the giblets, you need to get relaxed and get a massage first. Let's go. Mm -hmm.
1: See? No, I went shopping with massage first. Now you see where my theory's coming, right? He's not saying the T at the end of that. not
2: saying the T there.
1: So watch what's more. So this was the picture I tried to put and the sensors thought it was pornographic, which maybe it is.
2: Yeah. You don't know what's going on back there.
1: All right. Let's try listen to this one more time. I need everyone headphones on. I
3: boats. If you want to win all the giblets, you need to get relaxed and get a massage first. Let's go. He doesn't say the T. No, okay,
1: was- I, wait,
2: I have one more. Is, yeah. is, it, is it giblets? I thought it was giblets.
1: This is like the GIF GIF thing. Uh, I've always said giblets, um, but
2: he—he's it's his thing, so I guess he would know.
1: Yeah, I, I it, agree with with Coney. It is yeah. almost a little d. De- let's go.
2: That's what I'm saying. He like he doesn't want to say, but he doesn't want to piss off the producers.
1: Let's do it one more time. I, but I, really he, I don't think
2: he really does not want to say it. He knows no. it's not cool. Let's go. Oh, a,
1: that time I did, I did catch it just a teeny bit.
2: Yeah, let's. When if you think let's go, goad. In your head it does kind of pop a little more
1: wow this is this ended up being uh <laughs> hey he's big t the t is implied um i think <laughs> i think that solves it someone also had asked about the best fit in this show um you know i feel like uh whistles you know he he can pull off the you know professor blazer look here this is like a miami version of that looks good what do you think about the wow. Alex Steve Jobs? Did they do makeover? That...
2: <laughs> they did a makeover.
1: <laughs> this is the Steve Jobs look right here.
2: Yeah. I did he tell him like I want to look like um, oh my God, I'm gonna forget his fucking name. Chris uh <laughs> the lead singer of that emo band.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Alex did as he you know mentioned to us, he had an emo band. So this isn't you know out of character for him. My and now, big, you knew Big T wasn't getting a suit. He was going to go straight for the streetwear stuff. Oh, yeah. Look at the, he's going to get the high end sweatpants.
2: Oh, God, I hate that style. <laughs> hey, this is why you don't want to invite me to any of these things because I just won't do it.
1: I, Brian, no, you would have, what would, what store would, or what type of store would you have gone to? You would have done like the big T thing, right? Gone to like a high-end streetwear brand. Oh, and he company. picked that. Yeah.
2: I thought they forced it on him.
1: They forced them to go shopping, but I think uh, he I assume he got to pick some kind of style store he liked.
2: Is that Big T's wife or his yeah. stylist? His wife. Mm-hmm. Um
1: I can't picture you trying on that jacket. I literally can't even yeah. picture you trying it on.
2: Well, I mean, for a joke, I guess. <laughs>
1: I really, DraftKings said Brian on one of these. We all deserve to see him go through all this song and dance. Mm. Oh. oh my goodness. See, here they are all rolling in in their new outfits.
2: Mm. Wait, Big T didn't change.
1: No, that he bought the hoodie, I think. The with hoodie the, was new.
2: With the shorts?
1: Yeah, I think he, maybe he has new shorts on. I think those must be new, comfy shorts because he normally will wear just general basketball shorts. So I do think those were high-end athleisure shorts. Hmm.
2: Well, they uh, they weren't lucky. Whatever they
1: bought. No. I would say of everyone, Alex probably went the least out of his normal. Like I, you see whistles and his thing, and even Big T. And I'd be like, I don't think they would buy these. I mean, this just looks like something Alex had in his closet.
2: Yeah, yeah, Alex Alex was fine. Big T was obviously going for the Miami Vice thing.
1: Yeah, and wh- Whistle's here. <laughs> I mean, he looks like a, like a Miami drug kingpin in this photo. Oh,
2: those jeans.
1: <laughs> Alex's stonewashed jeans. You're not a fan? Oh. <sighs> <sighs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, I want Brad, I would pay so much money to have you be in one of these DraftKings features.
2: So we got, we got a couple, couple more questions here or <laughs> I could right. go to the Reddit one.
1: No, pull up. Uh, t- name a question from the thread you like.
2: This, okay. This is, <laughs> this, this is, f- sounds funny. And then it isn't. How does one prepare for a possible invasion? What? And then, but then he goes on, which is not funny where he's in Kiev and he's uh, in Ukraine and you know how like Russia's on their border or whatever.
1: Wow. I don't so even like, see, let's see say this there... question. Huh? I don't even see this question.
2: No, th- I said it was on Reddit.
1: Oh, on Reddit. I thought we were still in the thread. Sorry. Oh, I, I thought so you
2: meant wanted me to go to that one.
1: No, I thought. W- that I mean. We can get I think it's better to get some of these questions for
2: people. Okay, let's say, let's answer regular ones. Okay.
1: Brian.
2: Let's finish Rinpacks one. Okay. With sports betting. I do I do want it. like I love answering like apocalypse zombie and shit like I that, that questions.
3: <laughs> okay. With
2: sports betting taking off, do you think one can sustain a high ROI in sports betting? Higher ROI in sports betting in The DFS this is Rinpack too.
1: I feel like you are far, far more equipped. Well, what do you, what do you think? Uh my my guess is DFS will be way more sustainable because you don't have to worry about getting limited.
2: Well, you still have to worry about getting limited, and you never know. Um, I think I think the problem with with uh, yeah with sports betting is you had you'd have to join a, syn, a syndicate or start your own, mm-hmm. and that seems like besides just the fact of figuring out how to win, that's just like a, a a huge hoop that you'd have to do. But like assuming you could pull that off, then sure, you can make a ton of money with with uh, DFS, you could theoretically do a syndicate too. like if they did start kicking us, booting us from sites, like we've talked about this a little bit before. Like, if they start booting us, like, you could do a syndicate, just like, but start buying people's accounts. Same thing, you know? Um, have a stable.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: So, so like, it's still possible. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I still, I'm not super bullish on the long, long term. I don't know what's long, like, like 10 years on either of them or DFS either, though.
1: Would you say that they, to be successful at those two things would actually require maybe surprisingly different skill sets like you said like maintaining a stable is a much different skill set than running sims for a bunch of different sports.
2: Yeah, like that's why I'm saying like you'd have to join a syndicate. Like you'd have to like yeah. hook up with somebody who's already already doing that. <clears throat> or try to figure it out yourself people have done it.
1: <clears throat> yeah.
2: So there are of course different skill sets but like whatever. You're, you know, you're still just trying to make money in gambling. Yeah, I, th- I think the rake is just so high in DFS. Like, and, and I don't see why it would go down. Same thing, you know. But with, with sports betting, technically, you could bet like across the world. Where DFS, it's just DraftKings and FanDuel. <laughs> and I mean, I guess yeah, I would do. Yeah, you know what I mean. But like, if you're talking on like a big scale, anyways. Um, in ten years from now, I don't know. Um the games the games are all tough. I mean, this is another question I got This basically leads into it anyways, is um which sport you think has uh the worst sophisticated or actually so this is kind of poorly worded. Which sport you think are plus EV and do you need a least sophisticated model for? Let's just answer the plus EV thing. I think they're all like getting really tough really yeah i know um it's hard to say like if you've had like a bad year or a good year like in a specific sport like no 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 it's still pretty easy but like the floor is so high now with alex and etr and uh justin fam you know like the inform- information everyone gets so easily yeah um but there are like i mean i see uh petty theft is crushing it still like the, like the top, top guys, they're still killing it. But yeah. like, if you were just like, what's the best sport to get into type of thing or something like that, it's like, good luck. Like, I don't think there's probably a lot of edge, especially if you're starting out in any of the major ones. And even tennis, there was a question. I think they have, we saw a question yeah. about tennis. Alex, Alex updated his model and um, it looked pretty good to me. I haven't, I didn't dive too deep into it, but it was much better than what they were putting out there before. So like I would I would definitely get an awesome o subscription and try tennis and then play tennis kind of like um, MMA. Except it depends on what day of the tournament. Cause like if it's the first day, there's generally enough opponents where you don't have to worry about dupes, but it gets smaller and smaller to like more like an MMA. Style and they play against each other and like so you want the winner like you very rarely want the same two guys from the same match.
1: Yeah, and so would you? Yeah, so you're saying the floor for the opponents are much higher, so the places where you're going to be able to realize your ROI is in tournaments, but you're going to need a a much longer time frame to be able to kind of realize that edge, and you're not going to have the higher safety net that you'd otherwise have with a really soft field.
2: Yeah, the floor is higher in tournaments too. I mean, like if guys are just you know. Got an ETR and uh, whatever Osmo awesome subscription, they update, average them, and throw a little randomness on there. Like it's not going to be that bad. Yeah, you would. Uh, there'll be some. Pro- there'll be some bad ones in there, of course, or whatever. Oh. You know, like. But like, if you have some knowledge in game theory or whatever, some opinions or something, like you're not going to be putting in just trash. You know what I mean? Like and there's not going to be a guy who should be 75% owned. Who's 20% owned like that very rarely ever happens.
1: Yeah. You would, you would be proud of me. I finally played some Yahoo on Saturday. Um, I played that uh, three game slate that they had and the baller ended up having um, like three K entries of overlay. I think it made it almost exactly rake free. Um, and even playing that like I, I had like 90% Darrell Williams who did nothing. It was all Jarek McKinnon. I had like 40% CD Lamb, and I still made money on there. And it was again, one of those reminders of man playing in, in rake free contest is it's just a whole different ball game.
2: <clears throat> so good luck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Did you see Draco's question and I, uh, Oh yeah. Some about
1: middle, about uh, middle managers, yeah. right?
2: See, that's I'd rather answer non DFS questions. Anyway, I know, but we
1: done. gotta we gotta mix it in. People tune in for League of Legends and Sim Talk, and we you know we gotta balance it. Um, so he
2: says uh
1: Yeah, what did he say?
2: I guess we're calling him out, but I doubt he cares. What no, what are he the best what are the best ways to deal with annoying middle managers? Yeah. Now you're the, you've had the most recent job of the two of us. So what do you think?
1: Yeah. And the the reason it's hard for me is because mine was flip my middle manager. I really liked, uh, it was more the admin and the CEO where there was all the dysfunction. Um, but I guess what I would say too, is like, First of all, you have to have to have a very Zen approach because I assume when you say annoying, right, whether it's their management style, how they talk to you, whether they're condescending or whatever, you're going to have to deal with some bullshit, but it's like, how can you reverse engineer what you want and then play the game accordingly? If that makes sense, um, where Mm -hmm. I feel like you're going to have to deal with some stuff, but ultimately if you can kind of play into what makes them tick, you know? Um, if it's some, I, I'm, I'm, tr- it's so hard to talk in generalities, but I'm trying to get yeah. like a style of middle manager that would be so annoying and how you could maybe play that to your advantage.
2: It also depends on the person's situation too. Like, yeah. Can you, how many other alternatives can you do? Like how I would, I mean, like it always for this is, this is just my complete bias, of course, but like, like I always hated having bosses just my whole life. yeah, And so I was always trying to find a way not to have a job. So like, yeah. that would always be my, my goal is like, okay, how can I not have a, how can I get out of this situation in, in whole? But what about, what about like, what about like alpha, 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 you know, giving them the alpha style, you know, just fucking.
1: See, I'm just going to assume most middle managers have a little bit of a power trip, right? Where they kind of get off on that. And that's what I'm I think
2: you give them a fucking
1: that that's oh, like a, that right? a combustible situation there though
2: they might th- they'll back down
1: He'll fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brian, Brian's want, want re- so your advice is to go and just establish your dominance with the right establish
2: heart. your dominance yeah. and he'll fucking leave you alone
1: <laughs> oh my goodness
2: what either either that or just don't do anything but then if you don't do anything like and you know this if it's an annoying middle manager they'll just they'll just be like uh you know Okay, I need you to come in on Sunday. You know, like the, uh, the 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 office space guy. So, like, but like a lot of guys, if you like don't provide good work, they just won't. They won't ask you anymore. <laughs>
1: yeah one one little trick. I'm now thinking of like a specific example, and this would be when like too much stuff is getting dumped on your plate, or there's something controversial. Like one thing I would do. Is just say, I don't. You're, you're basically saying I don't care what we do. Here are the options, or prioritize these things for me. You know, these are the things I'm doing. Like you put it back in them, and you say, this is the pros of doing it this way. This is the cons. Because one thing I notice middle managers will sometimes do, it's like you can't win, right? Like yeah. they're they're gonna find a way to critique it. And so having them establish the rules or the parameters or whatever ahead of time. To where they can't then move the goalposts on it is is I think a, a good trick with with power hungry middle managers.
2: Yeah, that is definitely uh, that's an, like a, a totally professional way to handle it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, they always throw it and they're like, be like, well, what you're telling me to do now actually goes against something we had talked about. Not doing six months ago, so I need you to say which one of these is more important because there is an opportunity cost to this <laughs> decision you want me to make.
2: Listen, listen to this. I worked with this guy. He wasn't he wasn't my boss, but I guess he was technically above me. And he got sanctioned. Um, I, I'm trying not to call it. Call it. Uh, he got sanctioned by his boss. Let's just say for bullying. And then we all had to have like this bullying meeting. Like you know how they do that? Like when something goes wrong in the and then they go, okay, here's here's this uh this is what bullying is and you can't say this and you can't say that, that type of that type of shit. And I and I was thinking, how would you how would you handle that? So this guy's like, I don't know, five ten, overweight, bald white guy in his fifties. And he's bullying you. What do you do? What do you do there?
1: Yeah. I mean, where it's one of those things where it's like, you don't like, you don't actually feel threatened by this person, but you're also like, this isn't a sustainable workplace environment dynamic for me.
2: See the, and the guy he was bullying, he couldn't alpha him. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have worked. Uh, but like, so obviously he must've went up, up above. Yeah. He must have documented it. Something. So that's a little extreme, I guess. Since this guy, there was a sanction against him for, yeah. for bullying. Can you fucking an adult, fucking male? Oh my god.
1: Um, uh, we need to wrap up in a second, but it does. Uh, so once at my job, um, we I got someone told on me to HR because I made a joke. In a group email, our boss, our middle manager boss, was actually inviting us to her house. We did like an annual cookout, like in the fall, and she wanted to have the team over. And she scheduled it on Sunday. And I remember saying to her, I was like, uh, I said, I'm going to have to uh, respectfully decline. Um, I hope you guys have a great time, but I do not hang out with coworkers during the football season. Like I was being aggressive, overtly aggressive. Like she knew I was joking and she knew I did football stuff in this, but this new coworker of mine thought, didn't get that. I was like joking with how I was like, there's no chance in hell I'm attending this Mm -hmm. and went and told HR that I was talking disrespectfully to our boss in that message. (laughs)
2: The fuck does that? <laughs> and
1: the, and the, and I was like, you could, you could pull up the email. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of the email I sent, but he not understanding the, the tone of my joke uh, thought I was being disrespectful. So was it, was this a
2: guy or a girl?
1: A guy. Yeah.
2: A guy did
1: that. He wasn't a long for the company. Pussy. Yeah. It was. Oh hilarious. my God. Yeah.
2: Fucking loser. I hope you see this. You fucking dork. <laughs> God. Um, that guy see that guy's gonna end up being an annoying middle manager somewhere so oh
1: yeah All right. for sure um well this was good always appreciate uh getting your questions um we can we can do more shows like this in the uh in the future uh brian any final uh plugs for you now that you are a full-time influencer
2: <laughs> uh it depends on the size of the bet i guess the uh <laughs> i got pj ownership up some people were asking me that in the discord if you want PGO ownership on my website brick75.com it's free and I have a sports betting app that works if people like betting props and they have like an ETR or established to run or their own projections you can overlay it nice and easy on there
1: one of these weeks we should uh you should do the screen share we should fly around and uh, make some some live bets on the show cool all right yeah Um, All right, guys, we'll be back next Wednesday. Audio will be up in a bit. Come hang out with us in the Lulz channel in the Deposit Kingdom Discord. We'll see you guys next time.